0: hi this is kevin jones you're listening to lost and rewound on radio free brooklyn time to get embarrassed with us
1: I'm Elon Danziger. What was that? I was I was trying to beatbox,
2: and I suck at beatboxing. I'm really trying hard to get better at it, Elon.
1: I am appreciative that you are trying to beatbox, Will. Hey, Steve. I, Elon Danziger, am not a good beatboxer.
2: What? You are a consummate beatboxer. Is, what are you talking dude, about?
1: This is my this this right here. Yeah, what I'm about to do right now over the air yeah. for whomever is listening to this show. Yeah. I'm about to do my favorite beatbox method.
2: Do it! Do it!
1: Do it! Break it down. Uh, it's just the rolling of the lips. That's all it is. I'm not good at. I can't yeah. do it. Yeah, it's like a like a rolling of the like a, like a snare drum. Ouch. I can I can only blow hey, fog. Hey, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Welcome to Lost and Rewound. <laughs> it's Thursday <laughs> afternoon.
3: You've reached
1: 3 p.m. on the eastern coast and uh, we're bringing this to you on the RFB app every single week for Android or iPhone. If you want to download the RFB app, you can do so at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Android or effectively slash iPhone. You yeah. could also listen to us on the web if you want to do it the old-fashioned way. Check stream out, to stream, baby. Stream it to stream. Check out our profile page RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash L-A-R. Oh,
2: yes. You made it to Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody had a good week. You made it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You made
1: it. <laughs> this is gonna be my worst. Are Talk you kidding to... me? This is gonna be amazing. Okay,
2: I am honestly. I'm really excited for our guest today. He's a very good friend of mine. Oh, and um, yeah,
1: all the guests are good friends of yours. I'm kidding.
2: Every fucking person <laughs> I brought recently <laughs> has been. Well, actually, they have well, mostly been good friends you of mine. You missed Holy shit, a that's really true.
1: good show last week. I'm I, so Lauren, sorry. Is Lauren not the shit? Um, we have a florence.
2: Oh, God damn it! I just, I, I love her so much, and I've barely spent, like, we've just, like, we've just started working together, and we barely even worked that much at all. Like, all we've had are the preliminary meetings for this project. She's rocking, dude.
1: It's good to have you back. I'm sorry that you could not share. Uh, I'm sorry, an, man.
2: An, an, I was on a shoot.
1: An, it's okay. I, you know, we're excited here at the show yeah. to see... Uh, the fruits of your labor, as uh, it has been a long time coming, good sir. Uh, Thank, you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank so you. Keep up the good work with that. Uh, I do want to remind everybody also at this time that uh, Radio Free Brooklyn has a newsletter you can sign up for, radiofreebrooklyn.org slash newsletter. It's called Radio Free Brooklyn. Like, you know, it's only uh, going to come to your inbox once a month. And
2: why is that, Elon?
1: Because we're dedicated to a spam-free world. Duh.
2: Duh. As uh, if. We just we don't want it there. Yeah. God. Fuck <laughs> spam. Fuck it.
1: <laughs> Alright. Shall we begin then? I am so done. Doing it. Doing it. Doing it. Wow. Bow kick the bow bow bow.
2: I am very excited for our guest today. He is a good friend of mine. His name is Kevin Jones, and he is a consummate bassist and known most for his session recordings. He's primarily a sessions recorder these days, or a sessions player, I think. I will be corrected later on. But he is also a composer of many wonderful themes of music, and he has been living in Brooklyn for about nine years, which means he is one year away from being a real New Yorker. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce and welcome Kevin Jones.
0: So what is that about <laughs> the nine years, the ten years? What does that actually make you a, mean, new, it, it, a new a New Yorker? It, it
1: <laughs> means you can get uh, like a special jacket. <laughs> embroi- Pretty embroidered much embroidered with "I am a New Yorker." Do you get, so a dude, get the jacket? Do, do a I bar- go directly jacket? to De
0: Blasio to get that? Yes, or directly. How does that work? You go to I, his I, house we and you stand in line on Saturdays and Sundays. <laughs> Look,
1: right. It's much better than what it used to be. I mean, when 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 Bloomberg was in office, I mean, come on. Yeah, that was like 25 years, man. It no. was a long stint. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: he wouldn't give you shit, right? He would give you a Bloomberg magnet. Yeah, yeah. Anything with his name on it or his company, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I
1: like Bloomberg. He's a he's a pragmatist. <laughs> he's a good pragmatist. I, I don't want to veer off uh, topic too much, but <laughs> yeah. uh, I at one point may have worked for a company that uh, watched Bloomberg television. And one of the finest items that I have in my possession is something that says Bloomberg, and it's you know it's a t- like an Altoid tin mm-hmm. of mints that are shaped like dollar signs. And oh the is called Bloomberg Investments.
0: Oh my God. But
2: Talk about a shit pun. Welcome
0: to the show, Kevin. I think it would have been better if it would have been mm. like mints were in the shape of his face. <laughs> <laughs> you get a little bit of Bloomberg in you, right?
1: Um, so, okay, so you're about to be real New Yorker. Where are you from
0: originally? Uh, I am from a little town in East Texas called Lufkin. Spell that. L-U-F-K-I-N. Wow, I Lufkin. did not think that was how you spelled it. Lufkin, <laughs> yeah. Lufkin, Texas. Lufkin, Texas. Lufkin, Texas. About a couple hours north of Houston. That is how you pronounce oh. it, New Yorkers. Houston. Not Houston. Not Houston. Houston. Houston.
1: Houston? Yeah, my wife always gets confused cool. by it. I, I, Seriously? Every... Oh my God, she always, like, But we have family. She's but very smart. She's... We, both of us, she has family. I have family from Houston, Texas. And she mispronounces houston texas every single time well now that kevin has lost herself. all respect for you
0: <laughs> <laughs> how long has she been up here? Is... oh no she's a new yorker she's a yeah, new no, yorker she's and she's a, she still calls it houston she, houston. houston she calls it oh, houston houston
2: houston houston okay yeah. i see it's it, and, I, get and it. I have to I get say it. robin robin uh elon's wife is is unbelievably intelligent and very <laughs> awesome but it's just
1: it's you know it's what you're used to yeah yeah if you're a new yorker you know I'm sure if you're from Texas, you come and you're like, wow, Houston Street is where I can catch the F train, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, wait, so then uh, are your parents Texans?
0: That's oh, absolutely. Right. Both of my parents were born and raised in Dallas. My mother's a Navy brat, so she's actually lived yeah. all over the world. But yeah, born and raised, East Texas, and uh, spent nine years of my youth, actually, in uh, Southeast Georgia, in the swamps, okie
1: That Was your parents' decision, yeah?
0: Yeah, no, it was totally my father was in uh, the lumber industry, so it it just moved around and uh ended up retiring actually last year. So, good for him, yeah, absolutely. How
1: how many decades in the industry? Oh, god,
0: uh, he he started right out of college, so he's been doing it for wow, he was a lifer, I guess, 40 years. That's good
1: for him. Congratulations to your father. And also because the lumber lumber industry is one of the most dangerous industries to work in. Oh, yeah. From what I've... Was he a... a, Did he start
0: out as a logger? He he wanted to be out in the field for sure Mm and surveying and all that stuff, but Mm -hmm. um, he ended up getting a a management position at these uh, plywood mills. Okay. Okay. So he ended up looking over all of it uh, working you know five in the morning until five in the evening
3: yeah sometimes
0: wow. six you know depending on what's, what was going on but he always made time for all of us like my sister and I we were just constantly doing everything that we could uh-huh. under the sun playing every sport doing dance theater uh, band everything and anything and he was always there so uh-huh. I, I can't even imagine how he did it I, I I don't have any children and I I barely do anything so I, I can't even <laughs> imagine like what that would be like That's
1: amazing. Your sister and you, uh, is that it for the siblings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just
0: the two of us. We're 17 months apart. She's 17 months older than I am. So it was just like uh, one, two, done. Sure. Yeah. Boom, boom.
1: Your involvement in the arts, you know, started from a young age. We're obviously on this episode, we're going to be definitely delving into that. Uh, You gave us, uh, for full disclosure, uh, a a plethora of options to choose from, (laughs) which in all fairness to our Previous guests uh, is quite the opposite. <laughs> oh.
4: oh, man. All
2: right. No, hey, no, no. There, it, there have been well, some the, guests who have had some stuff, it, it's but not, Kev, you gave us like a categorical massive list. It, it's, of- it's
1: more about the fact that I have to be like, do you have anything else <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, versus you were like here it's just everything
0: well i mean the first time that will I, I spoke to will about this he was he was asking me about like old recordings he's like just just randomly oh what's the oldest recording you have of yourself not with no sort of context <laughs> yeah. or anything trying to or be yeah i was thinking so hard i was like oh my god and then i re- remembered I was like oh shit Yeah, I have this random like cassette tape that a friend of mine and I just made. uh, I am pulling it out right now, so I could, I could. Wait, Elon, literally read the label label.
1: on the tape. It reads the Ben and Kevin show. (laughs) Unfortunately, on this episode of Lost and Rewound this is not going to be able to be played. We did not get a chance to digitize it in time. We could certainly play the contents, but because of the generous amount of <laughs> material that we'll get a chance to play for this episode, uh, we're going to work with that.
0: I, one of the interesting things about that cassette is that I found it one day, um, one, one Christmas when my wife and I, we were visiting my parents uh, in right Texas. Back, okay, they're back yeah, in Texas. in Texas. I found this like old tape player that I used to use all the time. This was what I used when I was listening to... Like, like my uh, bad cassette tape or something like that, you know, Michael Jackson. And uh, I opened it just randomly, just to see what was there. And this tape was just sitting there. I had I hadn't listened to it. I have no idea really what's on there. I haven't listened to it. And God, at least I feel like eighteen years or so.
1: Well, you got to preview it a little bit the other day, and you, you said it was like what, like thirty eight minutes? Thirty.
2: It's around. I I clocked it out, and remember, I was hitting uh, pause, and I, I I had some issues rewinding it, but. Uh, It was around 37, 38 minutes in total. Really? And what's amazing is that at first I just heard these kids' voices, and I said, that cannot be Kevin. And we were sort of talking about this just before we came in today, that I've seen old recordings of myself and you, and and the voices just sound like my friends. I'm like, that's what my friends sound like, because I experienced those voices, right? Never having heard your voice when you were a kid. It was so shocking to me. I was like, oh, my God, that's Kevin. <laughs> and it was it was just it was it was amazing because I've never heard your voice that high and I've never heard you in kid form. And there's just it's you and your friend Ben and his little brother. Yeah, Drew, totally, totally playing around. And it's it's almost it's almost identical to. Elon, the sort of stuff that you did with your with, uh, childhood, the tapes. Danziger
1: Zone. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. The what? The Danziger Zone. The Danziger Zone. Okay, that's right. As opposed <laughs> nice. to as opposed to uh, the Hasty Zone or the Jones Zone, I simply uh, I like the Jones Zone. I got to use that later. Oh, dude! Copyright
0: that shit right now. There's got to be someone else out there. Jones is so common. True. I mean, oh my God! When we were long, when we were citing it, there was literally another Kevin Jones in the system. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: That's really funny. Yeah, right? yeah. I was um, like, is this your number? I was like, no. <laughs> um, when you were at the altar, did you say to your wife, Welcome to the Joneses? <laughs> did you <laughs> that regret not doing that? I,
0: I wholeheartedly regret not saying that, especially at this moment. Where did you meet your wife? <laughs> uh, we actually met in college in, college in Texas. Yeah, we went to Stephen F. Austin State University, which uh, has gained a little bit of fame recently because of the men's basketball team, I think. Two years ago, three years ago, they made it to uh, March Madness and all that stuff. This sure. election, um, but what kind of yeah, sc-
1: what kind of school was it? Uh, a, other than being a Division One, I suppose.
0: Uh, no, 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 no. It's um, it's it's a lower tier, um, lower tier Division yeah. Three, Division Two yeah, or, I, or Division Three. I actually have no clue. Yes, huh. but uh, but yeah, it's a Southland Conference for anyone interested. Really proud um, of them, but yeah, don't yeah. know what
2: they are. <laughs> well,
0: I, as many times as, I, as I've heard it, uh, especially being in the marching band for the football team and all oh, that yeah. stuff, and it's just like I. I just genuinely don't know off the top of my head. Was marching band something that you
2: were in in high school or was marching band something that you discovered in college? No, no. Marching band was always a
0: thing, especially in the South. You know, football is a religion. And growing up in the South, uh, between Texas and Georgia, it was, you either play football or you're involved in it in some way. And being that I absolutely loved uh, playing music, I started out uh, trumpet, then went to trombone, and then ended up on tuba before I ever picked up the bass. I gravitated towards marching band, and it was just so much fun, and I always loved it and just being out in the games.
1: What was the first instrument you ever picked up?
0: Well... My parents could probably correct me on this, uh, but the piano is definitely, I think, the first instrument that I ever touched. Yeah. Hmm. Whenever I was starting to get interested in music and playing and performing, it was definitely the trumpet. Really? Yeah. Why? Why the trumpet? I think it was an old family heirloom. It was really? like one of my, I think my mother's uncle's oh. trumpet. And for some reason it was sitting in my grandparents' house, just in the closet. And I I wanted to try an did instrument. You just, and did you just grab that and start tooting away? Well, <laughs> kind of, Yeah. Wow. And, and music ran in your family. Uh, no. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. ran it's in your weird. family. I only have one uncle uh, that I know of that is actually a musician and he's actually a bassist as well. My mother would sing to me when I was a child. Mm. Um, we always had a piano in the house, but no one ever played it. I think my mother might have kind of played it some, but it was never a big thing. Like music for me was, if I was in the car with my mother, I was listening to country. If I was in the car with my father, I was listening to classic rock. I think the reason that I actually picked up the piano was my sister, she was taking piano lessons and I wanted to do everything that she was doing because she was my big sister. Yeah, Mm. And so I taught myself piano based on the books and lesson plans that she had. So, my parents didn't have to pay for me to take piano lessons. You're
1: self-taught. Yeah. That's. Yeah. The, wait,
0: wait. Did she walk you through anything or did you literally just pick that up? No, no, no. I just used the book. Kevin, that's insane. Yeah. I didn't know that. At one point, they got her a guitar. She would never play it. And so, I took it and started <laughs> teaching myself how to play guitar. As you get older, parts of your body get bigger, obviously. As we all know, <laughs> and uh, so I went Hopefully. from from trumpet to the small from the smallest mouth brass mouthpiece. Uh, I guess to the tuba, yeah, to the tuba, which is the largest tuba. So as I was getting older, it just became easier and easier and, and more obvious. Like my trumpet tone was always very round, and I was always told that my amateur was not great. But at that time, I was still in elementary school. Uh, where did we start? Um, so middle school six seven, eight. So
1: fifth grade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: I think fifth grade is whenever they started getting us into bands. Like if we wanted to. Right.
1: Yeah. That's traditional because it seems like a lot of public schools will uh, put you through that sort of program where you're learning uh, on a recorder and then uh, by like fourth or fifth grade, I guess, depending on the state uh, then you get integrated into either orchestra or band depending on like what the music teacher thinks you're best at. I don't know how, I don't know how like the assignments work. But uh, it seemed like you didn't need to necessarily be doing it in school, but you did anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, for us, I remember that day, uh, it was like anyone interested in joining band come to the cafeteria and they had a bunch of different instruments set up and they were like, which one are you interested in? Immediately, I gravitated towards the drums as any child would. Like I absolutely wanted to be a drummer as a child. And it just never happened. I never touched the drums once in my really? life. Yeah. Like the, the times that I have, it's, it's been absolutely horrible. And I'm like, yeah, this is not for me. I am <laughs> not coordinated enough for this. I, I, but, uh but yeah. So in, in that situation in the, in the cafeteria, you would choose which one you wanted to do. And because I already had a trumpet, I was like, all right, trumpet. They were like, can you make a noise on it? That's all that, that was the requirement. Can you make a noise? Not just like any noise, but like, can you play a note and sustain it? And if you could, they were like, all right, we can develop this. Let's go.
1: You were playing brass from an early age. Mm-hmm. I can't help but refer to the fact that right now you're wearing a Vans hat. Can you recall <laughs> your first concert experience and who did you go with?
0: Uh, this is actually kind of embarrassing. to Get out uh, of here. Uh, no, way. <laughs> really? no way. No way. All right. No, the embarrassing part is that, to be quite honest, the the first concert, Actual like concert, concert that I had been to wasn't until two thousand and eight or nine. What? How old were you?
1: Well, it was like ten years ago. So yeah. So you had- you hadn't moved to New York
0: yet? No, no. This it was ridiculous. Like I can't. I, I I maybe it was just like a few years before that. But I hate to admit it. I, I was playing with bands like. 10 years before, like, not with them, but like on the the same stage, the same night before I actually ever attended like a true concert.
1: What was the true concert that you attended? Tool. Hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They were
0: doing the 10,000 Days Tour and I went to. Oh, that was your first concert? The 10,000 Days Tour? The Pavilion in the Woodlands, Uh, Texas. That's incredible. This
1: is so, if you don't mind, I, I really would love to dig into this. How did it take so long for you to attend an actual show versus playing one?
0: Well, the thing is, like, growing up, I went to see several different shows. Uh, Shows? Yeah. yeah,
1: Not concerts, but shows.
0: Broadway, dance, symphony orchestra. I see what you get. All those kinds of things. We're blurring the lines here. Right. Well, that's the thing is, like, I never went to uh, a pavilion or arena just to see, like, a concert. Uh, th- that was just, I don't know, it just wasn't something that really interested me. I huh. really enjoyed listening just by myself and experiencing the music. To be quite honest, wow. like even whenever I was at that Tool concert, Maynard had a little, he was sick. I think they canceled the next show that was supposed to be in San Antonio. I kind of got a little pissed off, to be honest.
3: Really, really, yeah. was
0: that bad? Well, it wasn't that bad for like his vocals. Like he has great technique, and of course, uh, Adam Jones, uh, Justin Chancellor, Danny Carey—they're all fucking amazing musicians. It's an insane so band to watch live. I I would be more than happy just to watch the three of them play. I'm surrounded by people that are just like screaming to the top of their lungs. And it's just like this. I know that this is part of the experience. And me being on stage, I want the audience to give me that energy to sing huh. along, to to go crazy, to go wild. But for some reason, me being in the audience at that time, I did not appreciate it. Huh. Do, you, do you think you're a better performer than you are an audience member? Absolutely. One hundred percent. And judge a better performer than I am a person, just in general. No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel like you got the satisfaction
2: of going to shows? I mean, everything. Tell me if you agree with this. Everything that you see live, any t- whether it's a concert of just your friends playing or your compatriots playing or, or a big band concert is or whatever, a pavilion concert. Everything's always going to be heightened when you're seeing it live. Yeah. So being around so many concerts. Being around so much, I guess, classical—not necessarily classical music, but just different variations that are not necessarily on the sort of metal and and punk front. Did you feel like that just sort of satisfied your need to go to a concert? Like, did you feel as if you were so much a part of it that it just wasn't there?
0: I feel like, in a way, for sure. um, I mean, especially the. Whenever I, I picked up the bass because I wanted to be in jazz band, I originally I was going to really? play like uh, trombone because at that time I was playing tuba tubas aren't in jazz band. I mean, unless you're talking about like, uh, the, was it the new Orleans style hmm. or, um, like, uh, the roots you know, they, they have the sousaphone tuba player. Um, sousaphone. You, you,
1: you could have joined a ska band. Yeah, too. yeah, You could yeah. have. For <laughs> <prepared> about <laughs> two the years well, no, and no, no, then tour. nothing. Well,
0: on, on trombone, but ska bands typically, they don't have a tuba. They have so a bass they don't. player. No, yeah. So I picked up the bass because I wanted to be in jazz band. But at that time, like almost immediately, I was starting to learn like all these different rock songs and things mm. like that. Like I was absolutely in love with uh, Sam Rivers, I believe is his name. The bassist for Lent yeah. Biscuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no you, you know. I'm, that well, name. <laughs> we know. We,
1: well, there's Wes Borland. There's Sam Rivers, oh. and uh, I know already two more members of Limp Bizkit than I should. Oh, <laughs> all
0: right. Well, I mean, of course, you knew Fred Durst. I feel like we all. I feel who? like we all had yeah. a laugh. <laughs> Can we forget that name? Actually, uh, as long as you know who Wes Borland is, that's golden. That's all you need. Oh, uh, yeah, really. Um, but yeah, I, I, whenever I started playing bass, I absolutely fell in love with his lines. Especially off of um, Rearranged, that song Just think about it Yeah, that song mm. I absolutely, I, Once I learned that riff I, I kind of just went ham with it And started learning like all these different Metallica stuff, the old Cliff Burton Anesthesia Pulling Teeth uh, that was kind of like, uh, what do you what do you call it? Uh, whenever it's just like uh, the the pinnacle, uh, yeah. So you've uh, you you've owe, reached you reached the upper echelon. Yeah, there, yeah. Was, you have hit that level, but you the, owe Limp Biscuit for getting you into metal. I, Sam Rivers, yeah, interesting. In wow. West Borland, I wouldn't say so much Fred Durst, but absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no. Wait, once I, uh, the, I don't know this name. I can't, the, I, yeah, neither it, do I, dude. I, I was the, just like. like that's that's incredible. <laughs> the first band that I really got into that was my music mm-hmm. that wasn't me just listening to stuff that was given to me either in band or by my parents. Mm-hmm. It was actually Corn. Life is Peachy. I I'm sorry. I just want to get a high five
2: for that cuz that was <laughs> I that would that, I feel that. Yeah. What was the appeal that brought you into music and said, "Okay, I love this so much that this is my hobby. This is my focus. This is something that I truly find myself in.
0: I am such a homebody and (laughs) I hate going out and doing anything other than performing on stage. And so I just love sitting in my room at a piano or with a guitar and just recording nonsense. And so just really being able to develop and explore that avenue was always very appealing to me. Like, I can escape. It's very much kind of like if you think about uh, someone who loves television or, or movies or video games or anything
1: like that. But you soak it up entirely. Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. So you're just yeah. sitting there and you're just kind of getting lost in this world. If you're not happy with maybe your life or where you are, you maybe don't have friends or something like that, you mm-hmm. always have something to do something new is it's constant. It's always developing. It's always evolving.
1: You were very busy on the producing your own content. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to try to be. I mean,
0: there there have been times in my life where oh, Jesus, before I moved to New York, I think I hadn't even played aside from do, doing, I think, uh, just some sort of like regional theater uh, production of Rent. Um, I hadn't played my bass in about five years. Oh, wow. And so you, how is that that, col-
2: you played 525,000 and it had to be the tool. Version. It, it, it <laughs> wait,
0: but well, wait, no, it, wait. Was, it was Santa Fe that really got me into that. Makes sense. You
1: know it better than I Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that. <laughs> wait, wait. Better question though.
0: Sunny Santa Fe Five, would be nice. Wow, you have a great
1: voice. Ow, yes, Five dude. years of not playing bass though. How was that coming back to it?
0: It felt like coming back to home, really. Originally going into college, I wanted to to go into drafting and in architecture. And wow. um, I it was in high school. I absolutely loved that class. So I was thinking, as a career, it makes sense. There's money, obviously, in architecture. And I still had this love for music. And the person that I was dating at the time, we had this talk. And I was just like, I want to be a musician. I This is what I feel, I constantly do it nonstop, whether it's for school or just for myself and so as I was developing I was just like you know fuck this I'm going all in and then so I ended up getting my degree in music composition from Stephen F. Austin State University Setting with a brilliant brilliant man Dr. Stephen Lias who does these awesome composing in the wilderness things that it's actually runs through the um, the National Parks Foundation I think is what it's called So Is it is it depicting that the sort of feel of the parks or is it, or is it playing music in the wild
2: or is it sort of both?
0: He takes like a group of composers up into to, say like Denali or something like that up oh, into Alaska know. and they go yeah. on all these different tracks they talk about how you compose this how you can feel this how you can interpret this and things like wow that, that, that sounds is awesome amazing. is wow, it that correct to awesome.
1: assume Kevin that that uh anecdote has some tying into the track that you have the film first film score that you ever worked on
0: absolutely okay let's use wait is this is this film score what I think it is <laughs> I have no idea. When I, you know
2: <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking at any time. Murder. I'm murder. Ah, Jesus Christ,
0: Will. Everything is about murder. That's a fair point. But uh, but yeah, I think this film does have murder in it. So. Uh, <laughs> let's actually take that moment, uh,
1: if, if we may, uh, to k- take a quick break. And uh, when we get back, we'll uh, pick right back up where we left off, including playing tracks because uh, you're starting Yow. to you're starting to give us a nice tapestry of your upbringing uh, You have upbringing. set the
2: scene lovely. Now
1: so. and, and now we have audio to play. So mm. when we get back we'll do that Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn.
2: Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 non-for-profit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. To help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or a monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Every cent helps us to continue to stay on the air, so please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. All contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate.
1: Welcome back to the program. Again, this is your weekly dive into the rough and raw sounds of your past audio from the yesteryears. And, and if, embarrassment. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to, if you want to, our guest this week is Kevin Jones. Right. If you want to be like Kevin Jones and submit what you have in your past that you are willing to unearth, you should email us, rewound at G And did I just say orgy? Yeah, did. I believe you did. RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash orgy. 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 No. It's <laughs> do, a fun orgy, not, but I would know. not come, See, honestly. This is like, exactly. <laughs> 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 it's like a total, like, uh, which, which, which camp are you in? Are you in the spelling out the domain name? or Are you, in, you know, just say it. Com, org, edu. No. Uh, <laughs> edu. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Lost and rewound at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. RG. And if you are uh, interested in hearing any of the past episodes from which uh, many, many a guest has come through our ranks and got embarrassed with us on a weekly basis, uh, you can go to our archives at SoundCloud and iTunes, Spotify, and Podomatic, uh, just to name a handful. The Podomatic page is lostandrewound.podomatic.com. We're also Having that SoundCloud up for purposes of showing what we did before we even got here to Radio Free Brooklyn, We're, we've almost been on RFE for three years, which is kind of like, um, uh, 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 uh sad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, why is it's that sad? It's I don't know. I I, I feel it's a po- three it's, years it's is impressive. a point of
2: pride, and you
1: and and you've been going for what almost. Five years, six years. Man? The Radio Free Brooklyn put us under their wing in 2016, but uh, we started the podcast officially in 2013. Yeah. So yeah, we've been we killing it, man. That's awesome. Uh, my the line life dancing over here. My life. Um, and more importantly, our guest life. Let's go to Kevin Jones. And uh, Kevin, thank you again for contributing uh for such a uh, amazing amount of, of stuff. I know that uh, I'm gonna probably end up saying that before the end of the show. <laughs> uh, but uh, I really appreciate. We'll get in touch with you. Please tell us about Enoch. What the fuck? <laughs> Your high school band, right? All, yeah.
0: right? All right. All right. Well, th- I mean, this uh, this kind of goes back to something that we were talking about before is like I wanted to be in jazz band and that was in Georgia. And whenever I got back to Texas, which actually was my junior year at high school, uh, there was no jazz band to be found. So if I wanted to play bass, I needed to play with some friends and I ended up playing with a local church. But with these musicians, we decided to play together and Create the band Enoch. They, they'd they already had this band, but uh, the, I replaced another Kevin. I see. Yeah, uh, on bass. And you were uh, Kevin number two. And, yeah, I was Kevin number two. Kevin. And we recorded things uh, together. And it was the first time that I had ever gotten into a
1: studio. We have a full song ahead of you, Lost and Rewound listeners, or Lost and Rewound listener. Hi, mom. Um, no, we can listen now to <laughs> this song called Crystal by Enoch. Yeah.
4: That it's time to change That it's time to make something of myself I just want so much to be Part of this world and then a part of me I'm so tired of the same old thing Every day when I try to but I cannot join the crowd Could I not see?
1: That's you on the vocals, and that's
0: me, vocals and Kev, bass, I, and I wrote the song and lyrics as well. Kev, that's so
2: awesome, really, really <laughs> impressive. I mean, seriously,
0: and that's not just
2: me speaking as a hype man, I, I
0: enjoyed that shit. Well, the other singer was not, not as good as I was at the time, but <laughs> 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 just, to, just <laughs> be, to be polite, but you guys traded uh between who, oh, and his yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. The guitarist was the main vocalist, yeah. and then whenever I came on and I started like singing harmonies, the drummer it was like, No, you should sing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you, you were saying, well, you, there were, were a few you things were, that, you, that that came into your head uh, while we were listening to that song. You were saying about the drummer that mm. the drummer uh, is in Nashville now, based yeah. in Nashville, and actually he builds drums. He so. builds
0: his own drums, absolutely. That's super dope. It's so awesome. It's uh, the best, Edwin yeah. Rivera III. He's a, a great friend of ER3. mine. ER3. ER yeah. Trace. <laughs> he builds drums, and he also rents out some as well, but he's based out of Franklin, Tennessee, which is just south of Nashville. Wow. Like, I think 30 minutes or so. Is wow. he, so
2: is he real? But, does he just love that sort of musical mecca? Is, is he part of that scene,
0: obviously? Uh, I don't really know if he's oh. that involved with it. I know that he does quite a bit with a lot of different musicians. He has. He's actually built a snare for uh, Lady Antebellum's drummer. I can't call the dude's no name. But he's Interesting. he's Interesting. gotten some good, uh, good press with that. Third and fourth drumming, I believe, is the name of the company. Nice. <laughs> don't you kill said, me,
2: Edwin. And you said he still tours.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he plays with a praise and worship band and they, they yeah, tour yeah, church yeah, yeah. camps and things like that. What um
1: gotcha. what other thoughts came to your head while
0: well, listening to that? Well, well uh, I hate my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Why? That's I a know. thought. Why? Uh, yeah. Well, it's pitchy as fuck. I remember actually after recording it, I absolutely loved it. We were in the studio. It was the first time ever getting the studio. I had a friend's father in Lufkin, Texas actually mm-hmm. front some money and donate to us so we could actually record, which was very generous. Yeah, and absolutely loved awesome. it. Uh, it was a great experience getting in there and actually working with an engineer. And uh, we didn't have like an a official producer, which I think would have helped a lot, but mm-hmm. he, he did help us out with a lot of stuff being 17 year olds. Uh, I think, yeah, I was 17 at the time. The singer might've been eight, or not the singer, the guitarist would have been 18 at the time. And I believe our drummer is one maybe
1: two years younger than me that sounded really like not high school kids doing that i've gotta tell you let's go to our next track which is
0: literally (laughs) actually hold on one sec let me actually just say this one thing about crystal Mm. please please whenever i was in georgia it was based on somebody my first love was her name was crystal
1: oh that's great and her middle
0: name was cherish I'm not gonna give her what? last. name are oh, you, because I don't Crystal
2: want... Cherish? Yeah, I'm not Crystal gonna... Cherish. Crystal not... Cherish Moongood. So if you listen to,
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna give her last name because I don't want no, to like, be weird about it. But yeah. I remember there was a 90 degree song and there was something that was like the, I, the only reason that I knew her middle I name do was because Cherish you.
3: Yes, Aww. absolutely.
0: She loved Aww. that song because uh, she told me that's her middle name, and so I was whenever I got to Texas, I was absolutely missing her. And I wrote the song and the chorus was that it's like a crystal fallen from heaven. I will cherish you every day. Oh, sweet so yeah, that's
2: fucking awesome. so yeah I,
0: I wrote that song for her and i sent it to her and she was like that's so sweet but you didn't have to do that <laughs> and is that why you got <laughs> that's that
1: so extra kj <laughs> that,
0: is, that, is, that is you know what that's the
2: type of loving action that i feel like your hopeless romantic heart would just pour out all right yeah. all right
1: the here book, we go everything we,
0: else is just pretentious after that we, we,
1: <laughs> we, we, we have to get to have, no. all right all right yeah where, where did you go to church camp I Did just, you go to church camp? I never went to church camp you personally. Just I played... just played. Yes. And... Are you
0: serious? I thought you were such a church camp kid. Oh no, no, I was not. I was not raised in the church at all. You, church obviously, uh, you
1: had <laughs> connections in the music world, uh, as you mentioned before, that were involved in praise and worship, yeah. or eventually were. Yeah continuing to be involved in praise and worship. Yeah.
0: As, as I said before, is like when I moved back to Texas, there was no jazz band for me at the school. Sure. So the best thing that I could do was I started playing in a praise and worship band and then that moved on to another one. And that's where I met the musicians from uh, Enoch. But at that same time, we created this unit at uh, Harmony Hill Baptist Church in Lufkin, Texas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, the leader at the time, Todd Wright, who is an amazing, amazing singer, songwriter, uh, praise and worship leader. He's now in Tyler, Texas. He was starting to do these gigs at church camps and he brought us along. And that was my first paying job as a musician. No, wait, how old were you? Actually, I think it was before. You know, we recorded oh, it was. that. Yeah. Oh, we're going wow. out of order. Okay. So we're talking well, it, a 15, bit, but not no, it was like 16, 17, It was like wow. the same, but it was before we recorded that. Like I wrote that song before this, but at the same time, it was wow, just like, we gotta it, it kind of it was it was like hand in hand almost. It was interesting. W- That's awesome.
1: Did you hear this before we uh, got it from you?
0: Uh, I picked it out specifically because there's more bass in this one.
1: <laughs> okay. So so <laughs> all right. So you've heard it. We haven't. Let's hear it now. <laughs>
5: In the dark to find light I've searched far and I've searched for why. of a friend Three days in an empty grave Grace came in and took away my sin and I won't ever be, ever be the same Valley is deep mountains high I've been found by a love Strong and sure, there's no love like yours <laughs> This love That's all I stole me has a lifted me me and it's taken me I've been found by your love, so far and wide found by your love, strong and sure. There's no love like (laughs) your been found by a love so far and wide, found by a love strong and sure, we've been found by your love strong and sure, oh I've been found by your love strong and sure, there's no love a
3: Horace no, 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 no. like
5: like like Layton on lead guitar, ladies and gentlemen.
0: They should have picked up you too, Ooh, Forrest Layton, actually a guitarist for Enoch. All right, as well, so, nice. yeah,
2: you've heard him twice as well as me. So, how many people were in that room? How big was the camp where you were performing? What was the? I mean, that was your first paying gig. So, right. how big was your first audience? Uh, that sounded pretty nuts. Well,
0: it wasn't the first audience I'd ever played in front of, but in no, terms no, but, of but like your a paying yeah, audience, well, yeah. I mean, so it was a church camp. So it was like all week long going on. Yeah. So this was nice. just one of the nights where it wasn't a sermon. Uh, I think Mm. that they probably had a little bit of the talk back, but this night when we recorded all the songs on this, this album that they put together, it was just a live concert really just for the kids Mm. just to have fun and go crazy listening back now and just thinking about my development yeah. it's just like there's so much wrong with it yeah. like, the, the timing it's, it sounds like a 17 year old playing bass <laughs> wait you don't want to like, you don't want to live in the past and,
2: and <laughs> idolize your younger teenage self? <laughs> <done>. wait <laughs> a second what, what are we doing here <laughs> one, one of the
0: craziest things I think about that recording is like I listen back to it and I'm like oh my god that tone the sound that I got on that bass was so awesome and it was just because the amp was being like overdriven and like it was clipping like crazy and mm. I couldn't figure out why because I was a dumb kid that didn't know how to work my gear. Clip, clip. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was it was just like way too much. It was just like overpowering everything. Like mm. I, it was essentially the sound of a blown speaker. <laughs> <laughs> like live, it sounded like shit, but I guess what they picked up through the board, it actually sounded like a really cool, vintage kind of overdriven bass tone.
1: I, I okay. have to ask about... Your demeanor as a bass player. I mean, you were in high school at this point. So Mm. you're, you know, you're going to be awkward in some capacity, but being the bass player, you're cool, right? (laughs) So like were, you're you're a tall gentleman, uh, right? At yeah. the were you tall back then? Oh yeah, I was always tall. Were you like one of the gentle giant type of, type uh,
0: of guys? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. The first time
3: so I, I met God. Kevin, I, I little little got him oh, a charped. wrong
2: coffee
0: and he peaked the shit out of me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's probably one of the no, gentlest and nicest people I so, know. Yeah. Honestly, so, I've, I've, I've always been tall. It was just like, that's why everyone's like, oh, you play basketball? I was like, no. <laughs> but
3: I, I, I get to it because
2: I no, noticed I, no, that I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, I don't, Bass I don't play. players generally,
1: even like when I was growing up, I always saw them as they're the first of all, they're the backbone of the band. That's the one thing. But mm-hmm. then the second of all, it's always really fascinating to watch their demeanor versus guitar, drummer, uh, vocalist, any other um, you know uh, secondary, or tertiary uh, instrumentation that's occurring within the band. But you know the bass. Is always played by somebody who's super cool. So did you give off that air or were you Yeah. I
0: never thought that I did. No. I'm still not even sure that I do to this day. You do. But you do. Well, thank you. I think probably one of you you bring that up and it reminds me, I was actually at the time, uh actually oh I maybe right after I started uh when I started college, I was at Angelina Community College and I was in the jazz band there. I actually had a, a scholarship uh to attend the community college uh, I ended up running into this guy who's a bassist who came into Angelina behind me mm. and he told me that he was at that church camp and he remembered me <laughs> and wow. he said that he started no playing shit. he started playing bass because of me. What? Holy shit. Real high five. That's that's I'll like give a high five probably that. one of the best Kev, stories that awesome. that I have that's ever experienced wonderful. in my career. I was just, I was like oh, holy shit. I could not believe it. So that was like a oh, magical f- moment for me. Dude. I, I couldn't believe it because I look I, I, I listen back to that. And I'm like how could anyone be inspired by
2: that? Was- because it's awesome. <laughs> that's how Kev that's awesome.
0: Did you collab- Dude, that's so fucking cool. Did you
1: collaborate with that uh, guy uh, for this uh, demo or was this uh, something else in- Entirely different. Oh, wait, which,
0: which demo are you talking about? Which demo am I talking
1: about? <laughs> I'm only talking uh, about Table Manners, the uh, horror comedy that sings. Oh, T- and we manners.
0: are. Whenever I was at Stephen F. Austin State University, yes. with, the, with the composition studio there, we did a, a joint thing with the film department. So the composition studio would uh, score the films and things like that. So you maybe these are out of order as well in that working relationship i befriended uh who was i think dp the director of photography yeah yeah uh, on the the student film Hmm. and he's he still works today he's amazing he's Hmm. i think fastest car on netflix he's uh, a camera operator on that show i I think they just wrapped up season three or something he's amazing amazing guy but he and his wife they have a, a team called Bledska Productions. I'm not positive if <laughs> they're still using that Bledsoe <laughs> and Sinska. Bledska. Gotcha. So, uh, it was she the star? She was the one that wrote Table Manners. They came gotcha. to me and they were like, we love your music. Are you interested in doing musical? I said absolutely. Your head 100%. exploded. <laughs> she's, she's like, we're not going to have any dialogue though, so it's just going to be a bunch of songs, and I'm going to send you all the lyrics that I've written for this, so it's going to be straight like narrative. And I was like, ah, oh, that's that's fucked up. That's weird. Okay, let's let's try it. <laughs> is, so, is, is this the, yeah. this is at the same time as uh, Doctor Horrible Sing Along Blog, right? Oh, yeah. yep, yep, yep. So that's influenced. kind of that's kind of the the vibe that we were going for. Doctor yeah. Hammer threw a car yeah, yeah. at my head. The film itself, like the synopsis, is this um, this family of cannibals. Uh, they actually, the father figure, he has the daughter start these relationships with men, and then they get married. And then once they have them in their clutches, they drug them on the wedding night, and then they just put them in this room in the shack, and they cut them up. They don't, they don't kill them. They just like cut off pieces. There's another song in the, in the musical is uh, you know, Cut Down the Tree or something like that. And it's, it's just
1: getting a really Sweeney Todd vibe to absolutely. It's
0: like Walking
2: Dead, but like happy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like
0: sort of well, terrifying.
1: With well, Sweeney Todd, they,
0: they 100% like kill them like immediately. Yeah, right <laughs> but, but with this, it's just like the groom says, well, why don't you just kill me? And she says, don't be silly. That's like picking fruit and then cutting down the tree. That's Dude, such this. I a
2: lovely line. I mean, it's such a crazy, cool concept, and uh, it's such a, and it's a really, really interesting, really fun. I wish
0: I could tell y'all where to find it online, but I'm not even positive that it's up anymore.
1: Why don't we listen to the song? And, and... this is the demo. Yes, with the just demo me of... on
0: vocals and playing a guitar badly.
1: You're playing guitar badly no, and singing on God. a song called "Be Free." I'm ready. Are you ready, Will? So ready. All right, KJ. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Love starts again, I could do it better dad A one night stand instead of a two month love letter Fuck the love letter My fate was sealed when I first met her Субтитры Just
0: Shut the
1: fuck up. All right. (laughs) That's amazing. Dude,
0: shut the fuck up.
1: What goes in your head hearing that?
0: Uh, it's way too fucking slow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to be quite honest, you're just like, waiting. For, there's, for, there's 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 a lot of
0: phrasing and things like that 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 needed to be completely like uh, fixed up. And I think in the final we did fix it a bit, but uh, the the uh, sure it was just a demo. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. But the but the, interest, it was, I mean, the it was the first time that I did anything with it, and that's that's actually what I sent to them, and they were like, "Oh, this is beautiful."
5: Oh fuck Let's yeah.
2: do it. The slow speed of that makes the lines about. Shut the fuck up and all those types of lines. <laughs> I mean, so fucking this hilarious. Is a, this is such know? a great
0: shot. Actually, is yeah. uh, I was the best man, and, yeah. and yeah. The, the, the groom. It's a close shot on him as he's singing this last note, "Just be free." And it like pans out and it shows me sitting next to him, just looking at him with such disdain, just like, <laughs> "Dude, <laughs> shut the fuck up."
1: This was great. Uh, I mean, <sighs> I was really. It's refreshing to hear such a. a on this episode, really, just a variety of music that hmm. you've been making. You can check out Kevin Jones's music, both new and old at soundcloud.com slash kevin Jones-one. Is there uh, anywhere else that people could check your music out?
0: Uh, that's specifically where I do post most things. But right now, uh, there's actually, I, I, I play with a band called Scarlet Cells, which is uh, featuring the drummer from Dresden Dolls, a brilliant, brilliant band. But uh, with Scarlet Cells, it's actually another husband and wife team that oh, I'm sure. working with. Amazing. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm playing bass with them. Olia Viglion, she's uh, a brilliant singer-songwriter, and they do some uh, great songs. And we just released a single called My Love. And that's doing well all over everywhere. Video up on YouTube, as well as uh, streaming on Spotify and everywhere else.
1: Kevin Jones here on Lost and Rewound. Thank you so much for being thank here. You so for, thank you so much for having me. Thank you Seriously,
0: Kevin, over. thanks for coming in, man. We got to
2: have you on again because can, there's so much more to touch can, with yeah. your work. We're
1: not done with you. We, we, we could keep going for hours for we sure. We got that tape. We, really could, <laughs> yeah. and, ben, we got the, the Ben and uh, Kevin show. Uh, show yeah. Oh, yeah. To play, so we got to get that to thing be again. continued with you, sir. Awesome.
0: TBC. I'll be happy.
1: This has been another edition of Lost and Rewound. This is episode 160, in fact. My name is Alon Danziger.
2: And I'm Will Hasty.
1: Come back and get embarrassed with us next week right here on Radio Free Brooklyn.
2: What the? <laughs> We're out. Elon is a consummate karaoke singer and he's also gotten a little bit
0: of local fame. Apparently for such. Will, consummate is the word of the day. Is uh, no!
2: Elon is a <laughs> Elon is a shit singer and Oh, is that not what consummate means? No <laughs>